everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Steph Barch. I'm here with Steph Hansen. Hello. But we're going to give her a few seconds to catch her breath. I just literally ran in the door. Ran in the door. I know. Well, yeah. and I didn't want you to hydroplane. No, so. and I was trying to be safe, but I went to the gym this morning, and then I didn't realize 55, 35E. I had to go to Invergrove Heights oh my God. and around to get to downtown St. Paul. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And then I got here, and there were some orange cones. Did you work? I, I meant to text you, like, you got to work your way around it. I just uh, moved them. Oh, you did? And then the security guard had to stop me to explain to me I shouldn't be moving the cones and where I'm supposed to go. And, yeah. of course, he's right. But yeah. I, I just was like, You're okay. like, well, I'm on the air in, like, okay. three seconds. Okay, so. okay, okay. Thank yeah. you. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay, hi. well, anyway, hi, hi, hi. Welcome. Okay. It's a rainy day. The weather report, I mean. The weather report is this. Yes. And watch out for random big puddles on the road that you don't remember how to drive through. Yeah. There's it, a car in front of me who panicked at the one, and I was like, no, 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 just keep going. Just go straight. Just keep going. When you're it's just water. You just keep going straight. It's okay. Slow down. That's fine. But just don't stop. <laughs> and so, just that. But I don't mind a rainy day. I'd love a rainy night. Such a beautiful sight. Okay. Yeah, I know. A little Eddie Rabbit for you. Oh, you pulled that one out. I know. I know. I know. It does give you the permission. It does. To either day drink. Yeah. And go have cheeseburgers and bowl and do fun stuff. Yep. Or like clean your house or cook or do all those things domestically because you don't feel the pressure that you have to get outside. But then there's also something different about a rain day than a snow day. For me, I don't know. Snow days, you just like naturally just sort of like hunker down. Yeah. And you're kind of like, oh, but I don't know. Something about a rain day just feels lighter and it's just easier to the think. Netflix and chill. you can still get and go and do things without it being like you're not going to kill yourself in your car. Maybe that's it. Yep. Like you can still run your errands and stuff like that. But I don't know. I'm and it's uh, like permission to do nothing. It is. I have spa day coming up. So I'm very oh, excited about that. What is that? I'm going to go. Well, uh, here's a little tidbit for. I don't Are you know going if you guys to the Ivy know. Spa? No, I'm going to the Lifetime Southdale Spa. Oh. Which then, if you make an appointment to get like a manicure, a pedicure, sure. a massage, whatever you do, you have access to the Lifetime the whole day. So make your appointment in the afternoon and then you can go to that Lifetime and you can just. Like you can use you the can steam go, you can, and you, you can, can take, take a spin classes. Class. You can do, yeah. You oh, can I pop like into that. a class. You could use the treadmill. They've got these killer, cool massage chairs up on the. You know, like way in the back. I so guess. Are you just going point. to get like a pedicure and? Well, I'm getting a little massage. Oh, nice! Because it's been a stressy week. So I love it. Yeah, just going to do a little bit of that. So and then maybe have some sushi afterwards. For those of you that I mean, massage feels like kind of a luxury, right? Yeah. But it's also for a lot of people. Like for I have lymphedema, so for me, I go every week just to keep my lymph system. But primed. you get the entire body massage. Yeah, like the because whole thing? you have lymphs. You have lymph. Yeah. Nodes. Throughout your whole body, and all of them have to be doing the work of the ones you had removed. Yeah. So it's just a great, just overall baseline if you can treat yourself that way. Yeah, I don't ever get that. I get one like maybe once or twice a year, which I probably should get it more, but. Usually Lori Bargani is leaving ahead of me Uh because we go to the same masseuse. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. It is a luxury, and it's not covered by insurance. Oh, it's not? No. Which kind of funny. Mine either. (laughs) Funny my spot day either. So. That's funny. Yeah, so there we go. Um, we had a little party last night. 
We had a little. Uh, we did. We had a little fun girl gathering. We had a game night scheduled last it night. It was real fun. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of ladies. You know, people brought like, and I love the. I still love the cocktail party. You know, way of snacking for dinner. You know. Yeah, there, like, there were some epic snacks. I mean, yeah, right. Did you eat one of Zoe Francois? I think cherry one, chocolate. I actually, cupcakes. got smashed in my face at the end of the night after you left. So okay, because I'm eating this, and I'm like, okay, this is real good. And then I said to her, like, what kind of cherries did you use? And she looks at me with all seriousness and she goes, oh, well, they're sour cherries. I marinated in like a plum wine. Yeah. I'm like, of course you did. And that's why this is so amazing. Like, yeah. this is no Duncan Hines mix. No. Well, it's Zoe Francois. I know. But <laughs> like, why did like, you she think She has that? to have like an off day. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure she's not good. Her off day is like, oh, I'll just whip together a couple of cupcakes. A couple of cupcakes. Yeah. yeah. No, it was pretty No, it was delicious. Amazing. Yeah. And just having um, you know, like just little meats and cheeses and snacks and whatever. How about our friend Jill Holter's pickles too? Did you get yes. that tech? Yes. So she doesn't water bath her pickles. Mm-mm. She makes them, she turns them upside down, and that seals the jar. And then they're sealed in a mason jar, but you have to refrigerate them upside so down. She, it does. I don't oh. think you have to do it upside down. I think the upside down is to get the jar to seal. Got it. And then she has like a refrigerator in her garage or whatever, just full of these pickles. But I opened up a jar of my pickles from last summer and made a pickle pot roast because they were so flaccid. Yeah. And just like weren't going to be good for much other than making pickle pot roast, which is fine. It was awesome. Yeah. And then they break down and you don't really notice that they're not great pickles anyway. Right. But I'm going to, I might try her technique next year. Yeah, you should. Now it would require me to get another refrigerator. Oh. Or like, but maybe like a small dorm refrigerator. Well, why can't you just stick it in the back of your refrigerator? I don't understand. I I got a lot in the refrigerator. Okay. So then. You know, I'm a food hoarder of a certain degree. Mm -hmm, You are. It's true. All right, that's true. I don't know. I ate a lot of those pickles. They were and then so crisp and they fresh. Were, and yeah, and had a lot of good juice to them. You know, a lot of good, like zip, if you will. Um, we made some, um, I did have gin on the Fox 9 morning show. Then. I heard. I brought the gin to uh, the party and then we drank all the gin, it felt like. So, um, but there was one gin in particular that I wanted to shout out, which is the 100 Mill Street, which is a very boutique gin. It's very, it's a Minneapolis gin. Um, that's all they do. Who they makes do, it? It's, Just them? It's, it's 100 Mill Street. Okay. Literally. And um, they're, they're in Minneapolis. And what they've done is they've created this gin that they use, they made in uh, with like 3,000 Wisconsin maple trees. And they use maple sap in the basket when they're doing, when they're doing the dis- distillation. Huh. And it's, uh, it's, like smooth. I don't. Did you try it? Yeah, no. you did. Yeah, well, I handed you that little tiny oh, is shot. That, you made it with that? No, I handed you the. Did you have? I handed you a I shot didn't. to taste. Okay, I must have not been paying attention. Okay, that's what that was. That's what that was. So there's, so there's just a little. It's got like a very mellow, smooth. Like if, when we were tasting the other gins, there was like you know the Solveig, the big pink gin was so cute. So cute. Can we talk about that? Because I had not heard about that either. Yeah, and it's a cute... Solvay is obviously far north from Halleck, Minnesota. They had this very pretty pink hibiscus sort of infused gin in this beautiful little bottle. It's every, like, you know, decor girl's dream to have I a pink bottle of gin. I was so predictably attracted to it from half a mile away. I was like, what is that? Yes, it was. It was very cute. And it's delicious. Like, yeah. Here's the bonus. It's delicious. It doesn't taste super sweet. It just has a gin, you know, little teeny tiny bit of floral note to it. 
Um, and then we had Ida Graves gin, which is delicious. And, you know, from Alexandria, that's got a little bit more of a Hendrixy note to it. A little that's made locally, too. Yeah. I did not know were. that. Yep. OK. Yeah. Ida Graves. This is Alexandria. It's one of my favorite gins. And then um, and then this 100 Mill Street. And uh, we what it gives what it gives you is like sort of a. A viscousness. It's got this very, it's almost like we had that, you know, when you put vodka in the freezer and you get that cool. And it gets oily. Kind it ha- of. Yeah, it's that mm-hmm. viscous sort of thing. And this was just sitting there and it just was a beautifully distilled gin. Very hard. It's like harder to find. And there's a very limited amount of bottles. But if you're thinking like your mom loves gin, give her one of those for Mother's Day. Yeah, I'm pretty you can find it about at that. Umbibulous, which is that little yeah. cute place in Northeast. That just opened up their, uh, or not barbecue. theirs, but the Boom and Burger truck just opened. I drove by it barbecue. the other day. Yeah. It looks great. I know. So there's that. Um, How was your party? Oh, oh wait a minute. There's a Minnesota cocktail party. It was awesome. We have to take a break, but okay. I want to hear it when we come back because we had a lot of people talk about it. All right. We'll so, be right back. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Uh, I want to hear about your cocktail party quickly. It was great. It was the Makers of Minnesota cocktail party and... um I had 18 makers there, and there was some real fan favorites. Yeah. The um, the Irish uh, whiskey in a can by Dashfire. Yes, that one is delicious. People love that little old-fashioned, yep. Lee's Old Fashioned, I think it's called. Yeah. That was a really big hit. Also, the Meteor Bar and Dashfire collaboration of the Tiger. Yep. Is going to be in a can. Oh, great. So that's going to be, they're having some supply chain trying to get it going, but the intention is to get that in a can. Mm-hmm. And that is such a delicious it's little a drink. Um, Lovejoy's was there with their Thai basil. Uh, that's Bloody my favorite Mary of mix. his. Mine too. I had a whole bottle and I just drank it without, I mean, it's a, it's a Bloody Mary mix. Lovejoy's Thai basil. And I bought it at the Linden Hills Farmer's Market last year. And I just sat in my fridge and I would just pour myself a little glass of it every morning. I didn't make Bloody Marys. I just drank it like tomato juice. Yeah. And, and it's it was got delicious. like a real lemongrass yes. kind of taste to it. I love it. So I that will, was super fun. I would do that. I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, Denord Craft Spirits. <clears throat> uh, Keepers. Not Keepers Heart. Um, Redlocks. Yes. Irish Whiskey was there. Tattersall. Sherub Shrubs has some new flavors. And people are really funny about shrubs. And then Sweet Haven Tonics was there, too, with like her lemon, basil, lavender. I was looking for her in the liquor store, and I couldn't find it. Yeah, it's it's harder to find. She's um, starting to get out there, but it's always available online. And she's got this, she's got a great kit that's perfect for like gift giving for moms, and it's for gin and tonics. Yeah. And there's four of these little bottles of these tonic syrups. That's great. Um, so Could've if you're looking for a gift, that Sweet Haven tonic, <laughs> and you can order that online. It was just uh, super fun. Popcorn was there. That dilly popcorn really gets me every time. Yep. Uh, Salad Girl was there and had all these little shrimp salads with her Caesar that's dairy-free. Yeah. So people, you don't expect a ranch or a Caesar or a slaw dressing to be dairy-free, but it's so good. But it can be. Mm-hmm. It sure can be. And Patty's Nuts was there, and... A real fan favorite was the Panda Crunch. Uh yes. From uh the Salsa Collaborative and um they from also have these um little gougeres that she made. Yes. Which was funny because she was like, Nobody knows what these are. Like it's a cocktail party. How does nobody know what gougere is? Yeah. And it's funny to think about what you serve at a cocktail party because then we went to the cocktail party last night and it was cheese and meats and um our friend Stephanie Meyer, who I sort of hold up in my mind as like this super healthy, clean eater. Yeah. 
she had this like um, queso. And I was like, oh, this queso is really good. Like, did you make it? And she was like, um, no, it's Tostitos. It's in from a jar. I'd never had it before. Oh, what? And I'm kind of glad I'm coming to that Tostitos party late because, boy, I don't know what Did you house it? I could have. Oh. I had like I had some, one dip. Yeah. And then I was like, I have to get away from that because I could eat that whole thing. Yeah. Because you just heat it up and then you just let add it a little sit there. chorizo. Yeah. Yum. You make a little fundido. Yeah. Never had had that before. Huh. Yeah. No, I just, uh, yeah, I didn't, I missed that. That was on the other end of the part on the thing. But it's good. 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 Okay. Well, good uh, cocktail party and everything yeah, else. Great. I mean, like, I love a cocktail party and. I love a Friday night cocktail party. It does hamper our Saturday morning show sometimes, but <laughs> I feel great. I just want everyone to know. <laughs> yeah, that cocktail party was on a Tuesday. It started at 6. In typical St. Paul fashion, at 5.30, it was full. Yeah. And it starts at 6. Starts I was like, okay, and if we were doing it the, this in Minneapolis, it wouldn't get full till 7. 7. You're so <laughs> correct on that. Oh, my word. Yeah. And then it went till 9, which is way too long because everybody was done by 7. Yeah. So it was just they're like, hurry up. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right, well, we're going to talk a little bit about Mother's Day. Yes. I've got some roundups. I've just looked through the old uh, reservation system and found some stuff for you guys just in case you're thinking about going out. Are you having people cook for you? Are you doing things? What are you uh, doing? Kurt has his first, his book comes out on Tuesday. Right. And he has his first book signing up in Ely at Paragus Outdoor Store. So okay. we'll probably be up there and then maybe have a cheeseburger on that Sunday. Okay. Right, right. I will be with Ellie and Kurt, though, because they're oh. both doing the book signing. Oh, so good. that'll be fun. That'll be really good. Um, I, yeah, I don't even know. I don't have any plans. I don't even know what's going on. I was invited by people who are not related to me to hang out from others. <laughs> they're like, do you have any plans? I'm like, well, I don't know. I haven't talked to my Brett with my children. And br- you're a glamour. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm really not the mother anymore. The main mother, I guess. Except like... For Mother's Day, for my house, it was always like, even though we were moms, it was always about our mom. Yeah. I don't know. Like It is. There's dynamics that are strange. My mom is sort of like, she doesn't care. You know, she's like, whatever. Yep. And then... Um, some moms care a lot. Oh, some moms care quite a bit. And uh, yeah, I just sort of like, my kids are like, they've, we've got stuff going on. You know, I've, the, the one who lived with me the longest is not even here. And so <laughs> we'll see. Last year, I made usually I've typically helped made them like come do yard work with me, and then we eat something. We go yeah. either like get burgers. Last year, I made them help me move some stuff into the new house, and then um, funny, I make them do slave. I labor. do, I do. It's like well, it's that's <laughs> the I payback, yeah. And then we went to the Galaxy Drive-in, like that's what we did. So we'll see. I don't know. That's fun. We'll see. Uh, if you want to do, I'm just saying, Alma has some interesting things for you guys. They, if you want to think about, like, they, you can pick up an assorted pastry box from there, which is easy. I say if you're just going to, like, have mom over or, or do, like, a quick, easy thing, I would say, like, God, get some really great coffee and then do, like, this. Because you get two lemon cur- currant scones. You get orange Yum. almond financiers. You get a chocolate croissant and a strawberry galette. And it's 25 bucks. Yum. I mean, it's pretty great. Or you could do, uh, and this is another thing, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, gifts and stuff later, but Alma has a pantry gift box. You know what I mean? And I love this idea, especially for moms like us who, please do not get me a candle. Please do not get me, I'll take a candle I'll and take I'll take a, Christmas a, candle. a tea towel. But what I would love more is basically this whole thing, which is this pantry gift box from Alma has a big, giant, fresh focaccia. 
It's got fresh ricotta and honey and herbs in it. It's got a little Stravecchio or Sarvecchio cheese. Uh, almonds, cherry mostarda, homemade olive tapenade, pickled asparagus. It's a giant snack board in a box. Great. Yeah. But like without the idea that you have to do anything with it. In fact, it would be like, here, we love you, mom. Have this thing. Go eat. Watch some Netflix. And we'll see you later. That's the that's the goal is to try to do as little as possible. Don't you think? I do, too. Um, but there are other ones. There's great places to go. Now, I, you know, you guys remember I went to Bungalow Club for Easter yeah. and did the brunch. Well, so they have this cool thing um, on, on uh, it's called Pasta and Trap. And it's like... Is trap music? Yeah, it's a music. They spin a specific music, okay. right? And so, um, but it's kind of funny. It's, um, it's, it's a pasta menu paired up with, a, and it has a local nonprofit, you know, paired up with it. Um, and what they're doing is, um, I'm just wondering if they had a different definition of the trap, but they really don't. It's um, a sub a genre of hip hop music that originated in the southern United States during the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's kind of, I mean, the pasta there, you guys, is the thing to be excited about because it's really good. I just super love it. Um, if you want to go something a little bit more formal, I think there's still, um, oh, it doesn't look like it. I thought there might be Mother's Day stuff at Nicollet Island Inn, but there isn't. So, um, but you know, FEMA's again, that's kind of a, that's become kind of a big celebration-y place to go. And I think their brunch is, you know, they've got a whole bunch of different times. You can do this huge, you know, uh, sort of. You have a whole bunch of stuff to pick from. They've got the a la carte, shakshuka, lobster benedict, waffles and strawberry cream, pepper crusted ribeye, and then you get all the stuff at your table, like hash browns and bacon and fresh juice. Oh, I like that. So like they kind of stack your table with stuff, and then you each kind of can choose whatever you want. Isn't that nice? Yes. I feel like that's good. Do you think you'd rather like go out to like a a dinner, or is a brunch really kind of it? Um, It's a Sunday night. That's kind of the day of rest for me. So I don't love to go out on Sunday nights. Yeah. So I think I'd prefer something in the day. But honestly, if you're my family and you're going to do anything for me, I am not going to quibble. Like whatever you want to do and that you just did something would be great. Okay. There's quite a few reservations at the Lex in the evening. Oh, good. Um, Also, uh, Baltimore and... Um, oh, you're just kind of trolling. Well, yeah. Um, okay, so here's a fun thing at, and this is one that would take you, you'd have to make, this is like a plan. This is the thing where I think if you want to not just do something fast with your mom, but you want to like hang out, because some people, this is like the day that they get to really hang out. And if you want to head down to uh, Chancaska Creek Ranch Winery and Distillery, and that's in Casota, it's not that far. It's a couple, it's maybe an hour from the metro, I think. Um, what they're doing, and I kind of have never done this, is Mother's Day purse bingo. Have you ever done this? I don't even know what it is. It sounds like something that will make you sweat. No, it's it's you win purses. Oh, it's bingo, like with designer purses. Yeah, but yes. like you could win like a Fendi. They do or you this could at burn... um, bingo sometimes. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. It's weird to think like purses are like such a huge hot prize, but they are. You know, they just are the right people, the right people. They fully are. Um, Maybe your mom is not like that at all. And maybe she wants to go to a brewery, which, you know, is the other side of the the bingo thing. Uh, Mother's Day brunch at Fat Pants Brewing in Eden Prairie is what a great name. I know Fat Pants Brewing is perfect. Um, It's a brunch buffet and beer. And I think that there's some moms that are great with that. Buffet uh, has sausage, bacon, egg bake, scrambled eggs, hash browns, mini donuts, all this kind of good stuff. Um, 20 bucks. That's I will it. say 
Okay, so what time is it right now? Oh. It is 9.30. Yep. When I'm... I'm we're wrapping up. So hurry up. Okay, I'm at Open Table, and basically everyone's making their reservations today, so today. hurry. So get on it. Like 400 reservations have been made in the last 20 minutes. Oh, God. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right, so we're still talking Mother's Day. And, you know, like, I just... I don't know that I need to say this out loud, but I'm gonna. As a gal that had a mom has a stepmom, has a mother-in-law, and has friends, frankly, that have been like mothers to me. Moms is like a very inclusive word. and sometimes super inclusive. Yeah, sometimes moms can apply to dads, too, because if I'm being real honest, at our house, you know, Kurt was a 60-40. He was 60% most of the time, and I was the 40. Were you really? Yeah. We just had, we owned a business together. I had a business that required a lot of at-night stuff. And he was really like, I did the morning, but he did the pickup and the homework and the getting to the driving and he did a lot of it. So while he's not a mom, I often think, you know, it takes a village to raise a kid because it's more than just one, two or even 10 people sometimes. Yeah. Well, and so, I shout out to always like on Mother's Day, the single dads who are out there yeah. who don't have, you know, the kids who don't really have moms in their lives at all. Their dads act as moms, which is why I get to celebrate Father's Day, too. <laughs> and I think we're sort of, if I'm going to be real honest, we're kind of sexist about, you know, moms and moms roles. We're a little sexist about dads, too. So whoever well, I think it's it is, broken down quite a bit. I think that the caregiving has, you know, over the. Yeah, it's really about caregiving. And if you're really looking at, you know, how things have changed, especially with the pandemic. I mean, a lot of people found themselves you know, just completely differentiating their roles because when everything is there, it, you don't necessarily, it's, there's almost like <clears throat> not enough room to go into these pockets. It's like, it's a big scrambled mess and then you just pull what you're good the at. The division of labor. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned that because I was having this conversation with someone else and they said that they feel like the younger generation, meaning I guess the 20s and 30 year olds, that they're really redefining their home lives in a way that's much different than what we did. Because for our generation, I feel like moms did most of the work and worked full time, too. And yes. it was just kind of not in my case personally, but for most of my friends, the dads did more than our than our dads did. But it still wasn't as much as the dads are doing today. Sure. Um, so for whatever that's worth, if you're a mom or a dad and you want to be celebrated or affected on this day, please do. Please do. We, okay. we will, we will celebrate you. So a couple of things, just if you're looking for like different ideas for your mom, mm-hmm. there is this new cookbook that Emily V. Cray did and she had a camp cocktail book that we really we liked love. at the we holidays. Lo- we have loved that book on this show. She's got the family camp cookbook and it's really great. And it's not fussy and it's not highbrow. There is a whole section on wieners and there is a section on how to make the banana boat s'mores, you know, oh, in the banana. My favorites. Yeah. But she's also got like shakshuka and other things that you can make in a cast iron skillet when you're out on trail or tips for prepping to make easy meals when you're out on trail. <laughs> so she's from Duluth and I just like the book. It's called The Family Camp Cookbook. Good. Another idea that I shared with Jason Matheson, and he just looked at me like I was insane, was this idea that you would take your mom foraging. Because there are still foraging classes and quite a bit of them available for morale season. And basically, it's a $55 guided foraging class with gentleman forager Mike Kempenick. And also, he's partnered up with the Chick of the Woods, Jamie Rock. 
and they're going to take you and your mom tromping through the woods and you're going to actually look for morels. Yeah, great. And that seems real fun. Fiddlehead ferns, ramps, all the stuff. And then if that is not your cup of tea, because he just gave me the wrinkled up nose, I was like, fine, you can get the CSA from Cooks of Crocus Hill. It's a pound of morel mushrooms and you would drive to Cooks and pick them up. Yeah. How much is that? 55 bucks for a pound. Wow. So you could have like a couple of meals or you could have like a big dinner party where I you did morels. Um, I did have a morel pasta somewhere and I can't remember where it was. It was delicious. Maybe Hyacinth? No. Because they had one there oh, too was that, that the I'm Minicata still Club. thinking about. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, another class uh, available is, this is at Cook's too. There's a macaron making class mm-hmm. to make those French macaron. And speaking of those... I don't know why I didn't think of this sooner and Belcour did because they're so smart over there is they have the macaron, but it's just like a large cookie and it's just one panel. It's not filled with ganache. So they call them uh, Mac snacks. Mac snacks. I really like it's like yeah, wafers. That sugary meringue wafer. Yeah. They had like a whole sleeve of those. I was like, oh, that would be deadly for me. Yeah. Um, another thing that I think would be really fun. Two things. You've heard Leslie Miller on our show, and she does a lot of wine classes mm-hmm. and introductions to different types of varietals that sip better wines. I think that'd be fun with mom. That's great. Or just get her a little sip better membership. You could. The wine shows up at your door. Yes. And it's already handpicked by her. I love it. Um, also, if you're a Minnesota wine person, which Leslie is really a big supporter of the Minnesota wines, too. Yeah. They have a grape to glass class at the Minnesota Landscape Arboretum. Oh, good one. And you could go with your mom. It's 75 bucks for non-members. It's cheaper if you're a member. But you get light snacks. You do the wine samplings from around the world. And then you could take home your Riedel glass. Oh, that's a great one. Um, okay. Or just a membership at the Arb. Yeah. If your mom likes also to walk. Great. And it's somewhere near the, you know, West Metro, because it doesn't make sense if she lives in St. Paul, because she'll never get there. But, you know, like going and walking through the Arb has been something that we've done with my mom since, I mean, forever. There's also opportunities. So when my dad died, my friends got together and got a rock for my dad that'll be out there. And my mother, who's been dead for, boy, 15 years probably, she has a bench in the cherry blossoms that has a little inscription. And on mother's day, that's what we do is we go and we go to mom's bench and kind of have a moment of reflection. So if that's meaningful to you, you can do those kind of things. Here is a fun one. Okay. Normally this time of year, like don't you at least have one pansy somewhere? I don't because I'm in this new house. So I'm still not. Okay. I mean, I was just driving through down the road going, okay, I've never really done April or May here. You know? Still. Yeah. I mean, like I'm still every month. I'm like, oh, okay. Normally by now in each of the houses I've had, I would have at least a pansy bowl or three. Yeah. You know, like I'm always the first one out there with the pansies. Yeah. It has been so rainy, cold. I mean, we just opened up our pond and the guy was like, yeah, you could still get some frozen nights here. So keep your eye out on the pipes. Yeah. It is just crazy. So if you want this idea, I thought it was really cute. They're seasonal planters from Simple and Grand and they can do it two ways. They can just bring them to your house and be like, hey, here's your spring planter and you're all done. Which some moms like. Or they have a do-it-yourself version where they send all the plants, the container, the dirt, and you get your gloves on and you can like arrange it how you want. But it's all put together for you so that you don't have to go and schlep around and buy all the stuff.
I like the schlepping. I like the buying. I do too, but some people don't. I know it's true. Like, also, my think, sister sometimes just likes it when that shows up. That's true. I hear you. Um, by the way, pansies are like pretty much a, a, like really on sale right now. So, because we're so past because the no one's buying them because it's been too gross. So, yeah. From what my friend Kelly said at out in Otten Brothers in uh, Long Lake, there's a lot of pansies available for you. Okay, do you want a very good really price. amazing idea with pansies? What? Especially if they're on sale. Okay. So, first of all, you get the pansies. Then you cut them off. Sure. So you just have the flowers and some of the pretty leaves. And you make sure that they're not treated with any pesticides no. or anything. Mm-hmm. But you lay them out, and then you get a log of goat cheese. <laughs> And you unwrap the goat cheese and you put it on a piece of parchment or wax paper or saran wrap or press and seal, whatever. And then you press the little pansy flowers and the leaves fully into your goat cheese and you make like a log. log. And then once you've got everything kind of pressed in where you want it, you wrap it up and kind of roll it a little bit so that the flowers and the leaves get literally pressed in flat into your log. Okay. Unwrap it, put it on your cheese board. <laughs> it's beautiful. And you can eat pansies. Sure. And you can just have wonderful. I thought you were going to say put them cheese. into ice cubes, which you could do too. Yes. You know, to make a sangria. Yeah. Kind of pretty. I, uh, I started, I got real excited and I started planting seeds about six weeks ago. So all the seeds are bloomed. I have nasturtiums all over Where the place. Where were you growing them in your basement? In or? my basement. Okay. Yep. And I just got a new dog that has decided he loves to eat nasturtiums. Got it. So I'm Win. like, okay, glad I started these. Yep. And now I need to start them all over again because he's eaten them all. But uh-huh. um, nasturtiums are also a plant you can eat and they have pretty yeah. leaves. So that's something you can do with goat cheese. Love it. All right. Uh, let's see what else. Looking at gifty ideas. <laughs> the St. Paul Farmer's Market is going to be open um, next weekend and going to have kids craft stations and flower pots and a food drive. So if it's something fun for you to do with your mom to go buy plants. Yeah. The Friends Plant Sale is also next weekend. Right. Which has beautiful, beautiful plants. People love that. That gets very busy. It's awesome. The Arboretum still has some. I don't know if they have any time slots open, but the Arboretum has their plant sale too, both weekends. Um, dining with a twist for next weekend. Mm-hmm. How about you go to the brunch at <laughs> Park Tavern and then you get a free hour of bowling? Woo! Which That's I near me. We could walk fun. to that. Yes, yeah, Stephanie, we could do that. I know. Um, uh, I've got a note from one of our friends that Mama Rama at Malcolm Yards, they're doing pottery and flower workshops, uh, mamosas for $10, oh, four flavors of mamosas. <laughs> also Rose street patisserie who I got a lot of treats there for Easter. Yes. They have a cute, it's called Dorothy's picnic basket and it's 175 bucks, but it's a picnic basket filled with pastries Baguette, jam, butter, an elderflower elixir to add to your favorite sparkling water or your can bring sparkling wine. Love it. There's bonbons, charcuterie, veggie, hummus. So that's a really fun one. They also have a French toast kit. So it's got coffee and all the things you need to make French toast at home. So if maybe you've got uh, kids and you want to make French toast for mom and do it in a fancy way, that would be a good idea. Have you ever made savory French toast? No, but I seem like it could be good. I've been thinking a lot about That's it. That's a good idea. I'm thinking a lot about it, and I think it's I might just an make eggy it. bread. It is. All you have to do is like a think of like a big hunk of sourdough. You do the egg, you soak it in the egg, and then you sear it. Maybe you put a little garlic with it, some tomatoes. You put a big hunk of fresh burrata on top. I mean, 
Yeah. It's a way to get protein into a piece of bread. You know, I think a lot of for vegetarians, I was thinking about it. Remember, Sourdough Bon Appetit actually does have protein, which does. Sourdough yeah, bread. But I mean, like egg protein is obviously going to give you a little bit yep. bigger of a boost. But there's um, what about like sage? Yes, I like would do like a butter and the sage, sage leaves. And then you could do like an egg on top, of course. Uh-huh. Like or, a frizzled? Or, yeah. I don't know. I've just been thinking about it lately. Or pile a little, is it jambon? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's like that special Spanish ham. Jamon. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, the, or jambon. Jambon this, is like, is French, right? The Spanish ham. Yeah, Spanish ham. A little prosciutto. Yeah. A little ham. I've been thinking about that. I think that's a good idea. Because you do egg bakes and yeah, it's just it's savory. The same yeah, it's the same stuff. And so, like a little some chives and some fresh ricotta sounds delicious. We did have fresh ricotta that was made. I think it was fresh that she made it or she bought it, and it looked fresh. Yeah, it was good. She put it on a wood platter. Our guest last night, and then poured a little olive oil, a little salt. It looked delicious. It was good. What's good? All right. Okay. Well, I guess we'll take a quick break. When we come back, it is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. You guys six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you wanna. Call us up and talk about anything Mother's Day or spring planting or anything Ideas. like that. We got them. We'll be right back. This is Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071, brought to you by Maker's Mark. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're in the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, yo. And that means you can give us a call, 651-641-1071. If you want to ask us some questions, tell us a interesting thing you've eaten, anything, we'll take it all. We do have Annie on the line. Annie, what's going on today? Hi. Good morning, guys. Good morning. I have a cheese question. Let's do it. Um, so brie cheese, I just discovered it. Mm-hmm. And what's a breakfast brie cheese? What's a breakfast brie cheese? Yeah. Any brie. <laughs> any any brie. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to tell you, though. I think that there's something to say about the triple cream brie's. Those are a little bit heavier and bigger. But I always feel like those are actually easier to like handle in the morning time. Like if you're doing like a... A, a like a big piece of toast with like a good yeah. smear smear of brie cheese with like a tomato on top. That's delicious. Mm-hmm. I would go the fattier in the morning than I would in the evening. Actually, okay. Well, when I when I tested it, I also thought they'd be good over like red baby potatoes. For what? I'm sorry. For like red baby potatoes, like, would that be a good glaze? No. No, I no. think that okay. it doesn't heat up and break down. If that's what you're saying, I mean you you're okay. gonna have to work. Are you looking to make a sauce out of it or maybe? Okay. Probably not. Yeah, I would worry. It's such a rich fatty. You'd have to really work to make sure that it doesn't like it's going to break be clumpy. And you can whisk it and do, you know, like make kind of you can add it to things, but it wouldn't. I, I've i never actually like if you were going to do a macaroni and cheese and you were going to add brie with other cheeses, mm-hmm. potentially. Um, okay. But also you'd have to be cutting off the rind and almost like scooping it out. It's oh, not okay. it's there is there is actually there's a place. I just pulled up this thing called this blog called the cheese knees, which is really cute. Um, and she does have a brie mac and cheese recipe. Um, mm-hmm. But it, and you're going to have to do, you're going to have to make a roux with it for sure. Yep. I think, and you're going to need, you know, so you think about it in that case, but it is possible. It's just, I think it's a little bit trickier than others. What do you like? Um, are you serving this as like a breakfast item for a group? No, I just, I was convinced by a sweet little lady at Kowalski's and she's like, try this sample. And I'm like, oh my gosh, where has this been all my life? <laughs> then where has it been? Well, and like a lot of people will eat it like with charcuterie or like with jam too. 
Okay. So on a cracker with a little piece of that creamy brie and then a little bit of like a jam or a pepper honey is also good. And a lot of people put it in puff pastry. This is a really good wrap. This is a good, this is a good rave. You wrap it in a puff pastry and then you kind of like, you know, you make like a little package out of it and then you bake it and then the puff pastry gets kind of, you know, golden and stuff. And then when you slice into it, the brie just kind of melts out onto your cracker. It's delicious. No, I'm hungry. Yeah, I know. Okay, here's one other idea that's great at a party. Yeah. And this is usually you get like the bigger wheel and you cut the top skin off, right? And Mm -hmm. then you have sun-dried tomatoes that you've reconstituted with balsamic vinegar, olive oil, a little garlic, and you heat that up in the microwave so it's kind of like a dressing. And you pour that on the top of the... Um, cheese wheel, yeah. as it were. Okay. And then you put a little sliced almonds and some butter and you brown them and you put that on top. And then oh. you put that in the microwave, but just for like 30 seconds. So yeah. the chill is off, but it's not completely melted because you want it all to stay encased in the outside crust. But then you like dip your cracker in there or a knife in there. Yeah. And that uh, sun-dried tomato acid of the balsamic, the creaminess of the cheese. Oh, yum. Yummy. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling, Annie. Yeah, we just could go on and I on know. about this. Actually, I was like, wow, we haven't <laughs> talked about Brie. Jeez. Hey, we have Brian on the line. Brian, you have a comment about Brie? Well, a few months ago, we were talking about comfort food. Yep. And I told you mine about Brie in my oatmeal. Uh, what? I don't remember that. Yeah. You called, I believe you called it exceptional comfort food. So. I think that is. It is it kind does of. sound wonderful. Because if you look at like uh, Three Bear Oats, is they've got like a savory. Oats can kind of be like risotto in yeah. a lot of places. Yep. Actually, and you know that there's that Colossal Cafe for a long time had a pancake set that they put brie and walnuts on top of Yum. for I've pancakes. I've been doing it for about 30 or 40 years. So. Oh, well All done right. you. You live well, Brian. We know that. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Have a great one. Yeah, I Bree's always sort of been like you take it for granted, and I love that like Annie just discovered it, and it's like that's it's like you have to remember like that magic, that feeling of when you first tasted it, and you're like, wait, what is this? Yeah, so delicious. When people like I that Singing Hills Dairy, when I discovered that marinated goat cheese, mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, yeah. So the thing good. about Bree too is that. There's really crappy ones. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just going to say. Yeah. You kind of, I, I, Amy, I kind of want you to go on the journey a little bit. When I was saying like the triple cream breeze, those are exceptional usually. Um, Redhead Creamery has some amazing breeze. Yeah. But just remember like some of the, some of the mass market brands can be kind of, you know, I don't know, lackluster. But they're good for these other kinds of treatments like right, wrapping in puff pastry true. or pouring a bunch of sun dried tomatoes and olive oil on it. This is true. Uh, here's a question for you, Steph. My son is getting married at the Minneapolis Institute of Arts. Can I just, didn't we answer this one last week? I thought we talked about them. No. Okay. Same situation. Though. Oh, really? It was that they were going and they wanted, they were going to wear fancy hats oh and go God, to In Bloom, right. which I is this was... weekend. This person's getting married at the Minneapolis Institute of Arts on September 17th. They're doing a groom's dinner on the 16th and they're wondering if we had recommendations. Oh. People are staying at the Hyatt. Yeah. So anywhere near there would be great. I think the Brits is a good option for this one because okay. Brits pub, not only do they have like this gorgeous grassy rooftop, they have a ton of private rooms like with fireplaces yes. and wood bars you can have in their great right. lounge furniture. They've got a killer whiskey list, which for me, like a groom's dinner, that feels like, and it's kind of fun uh-huh. because I feel like if you're doing the groom's dinner, it's like everybody's trying to like get comfortable before the wedding. Yeah. I think Brits pub is a knockout for this one. 
Okay, a totally different random way to go, but could still be fun. Yeah. Would be to like rent out the whole cafe of coconut whisk and do like bubble teas and do bubble waffles. For They've dinner got, though? Yeah. For a great like, dinner? Yes. And do like Irish coffees and kind of just do like a whole breakfast but they don't for have dinner like, thing. Oh, they do they have like main courses enough for like a sure. dinner? Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But it would be different. It'd be waffly breakfasty things. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Maybe that's weird. I just, that's, I would not want that, but that's just me. You know? <laughs> Especially now that I just mentioned like whiskey and like, you know, thinking about like a good shepherd's pie or fish and chips. Like, well, I could not your go idea that was better, way. but mine was still an idea for <laughs> well, those other people. I think it's good. It's super good. Um, also, and this is not a good thing, like not a good idea for this, but you know, sushi train is over there and that's, have you ever done conveyor belt sushi? Yes, but not in the Twin Cities. So they sushi train, like, you know, they opened not too, you know, long before the pandemic shut everybody down. And I was always like, dang it, we didn't get there. But I got a text from a friend who was eating there with his wife. And he's like, oh, my God, this is going to cost me so much money. Because you pull, you know, if you're doing conveyor belt sushi, you basically have to pull a plate off. And then the color of the plate is how they run up your bill. And all of a sudden, you have a stack of blue plates, and you're like, I have no idea how much this is costing this me. This would be me. This is me, too. I have a $300 sushi experience alone at lunch. Oh, I, I'm for that, actually. That would be <laughs> wonderful. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick quick break, and we'll come back at that second hour. This is the Weekly Dish on My MyTalk 1071.